Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, and with me, Dylan Godino. Dylan Godino. Godino. What up, nice. kid? Uh, like, not too much. There's, I I appreciate you putting my name to song. No yeah, matter, no matter how horrible the song is, it's a terrible song. It's a terrible song. It was made up on spot. Um, what is going on, dude? We we uh, you know, we we get to talk to each other once a week. Yes, but if we're gonna pull back the curtain here a little bit, yeah, I, don't, I, I know, I know, I know some of your life. You know some of my life. Sure. How are you? I'm all, I'm all right. Why? Good. What what's going on? Do you know something I don't know? No, I just want to make sure that you're okay, man. I, I want to be, you know, I want to be, I want, I want to like dig in a little deeper and make sure that you're okay. Um, I'm okay. Why did you hear? Did you did you listen to my <laughs> the first few minutes of the uh, Mary Lynn Rice Club <laughs> interview? Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to bring up here, dude. Um, you had a you had a, quite a good time there at the Laugh Fest. It yeah. seemed and. I know you had a good time because you brought back a bunch of uh, a bunch of fun interviews. You want to want to tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, I got to talk to. Um, well, Laugh Fest is in its third year. It's uh, the the Gilda's Laugh Fest over there in Grand Rapids and in, in Western Michigan. They have been putting on this incredibly awesome comedy festival for the last three years. This was the third year, and I've been going up there um, ever since its inception. And um, this year was great. It's a 10-day festival. I was only there the last three and a half, four days. But they had, while I was there, Lewis Black was there, Brian Regan. Before I got there, uh, Bill Burr, Jim Brewer, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, uh, just uh, Joel McHale, just so many great comedians. Uh, and uh, the other thing uh, that goes on while I was there. Uh, is every year they have this uh, national stand-up comedy competition, which there's ten there's ten comedians, and basically at the very end, uh, one comedian wins ten thousand dollars, and uh, that t- this year comedian Mike E. Winfield uh, won. Uh, so congrats, congrats to him. And uh, the thing that you were uh, kind of uh, referring to is that yeah, I actually I got to sit down with. Um, five, five different comedians uh, to do some uh, audio interviews that we will be rolling out as uh, special editions of the Laugh Spin podcast. I talked to Lewis Black. We're going to hear a little bit of that interview. I talked to Mike Kaplan. Uh, I talked to Chris Hardwick. Um, who, and uh, I'm missing one before I get to Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Oh, Cy, Cy Amundsen. Cy, oh, okay. Um, but yes, I, and I talked, to, I talked to Mary Lynn Rice Cub, who is a, uh, who's a comedian, but who's probably best known for her role as, uh, Chloe, uh, on the show 24. And, uh, yeah, I, I opened up a little bit to her because I, I didn't know, I've never met her before. And she, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it, was a, she, it was a very weird interview. She just, she just made that happen for you. She I, just, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to start. I didn't know how else to start. Did you did you did you say some did you say something when like Mike was off like I feel very safe in your arms? <laughs> no, and in fact I didn't. It, it was it was so weird. I didn't feel safe with her at all. 
and within three minutes, I'm telling her about the fact that I have anxiety attacks like multiple yeah. times a day. Wow. So we'll, so we'll, uh, yeah. So, so people will be listening to that, uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah. And we got a little bit of Lewis black audio later that, uh, that is, that is fun to listen to too. And, um, also you wanted to mention something about, uh, about, about the cars, the cars being on Letterman. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby was on, uh, late show with David Letterman the other day and he spent 13 minutes on there doing, uh, doing some bits, telling some stories. So uh, that's on LaughSpin.com. You guys should definitely check that out. And in addition to that, on, also on LaughSpin.com, we have three brand new interviews, uh, and all of them are excellent. We have one with Kevin Pollack, uh, which is a really great interview. Um, very inspiring, very informative, very funny. Uh, he just launched, um, well, he's been doing a podcast, a video podcast, and an audio podcast, uh, but he's relaunched it on uh, the Earwolf Network. Uh, so check out the Kevin Pollack interview. Also, Eric Griffin, who our listeners uh, probably know from the show Workaholics, which just had its uh, season finale there in Comedy Central. We have a good interview with him. And then finally, we have an interview with Michelle Buteau, mm-hmm. who is on VH1's Best Week Ever. She's kind of a, a rising star. She's, she's a standout on Best Week Ever. And she's uh, Jenny McCarthy's sidekick on the uh, the Jenny McCarthy show, which is also on VH1, I believe. Wow! So yeah, you you were running the gamut there from all of the interviews you get and laugh at. You're like an interview machine all of a sudden. Well, um, uh, to be fair, I didn't do any of the interviews I just mentioned. Oh well, I, I still I'm I'm rubbing my eyes here. I think I'm seeing James Lipton. Like, look <laughs> at this guy. Although James Ooh. Lipton probably never, right after he hit record on 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 his machine, just started to spill his guts out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is, Mike. I when I'm around comedians, and this is why I love stand up comedy so much, is comedians are are usually ninety five percent of them are an open book. Yeah. And the reason I love comedians is because you see them on stage, and it's like, wow, you know, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they yeah. they they say I'm not a piece of shit or I'm not you know that's why especially people like Jim Jeffries and Jim Norton and Doug Stanhope and all those people that kind of just display their 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 innards out uh, on the stage. So what happens is you just assume that every comedian's an open book. And Mary Lynn, while she was very pleasant and very cool to hang out with, I feel like <laughs> I felt like I unloaded on her. <laughs> And she was going to be very receptive to that. And I feel like she just thought I was like really like in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be people will listen to. I mean, I'm talking, I'm probably making too much of it. Uh, I can't wait. To, I, I, I listened to a little bit of it. I want to finish it just because I want to see. First of all, I want to see if a gunshot happens at the end of it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> see, I didn't think it was so bad. No, it was fine. I'm being hyperbolic, dude. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> nah, it's good. It was, it's uh, it's fun, man. And, and I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to show off this uh, this little piece of audio from uh, the Lewis Black interview a little bit later. But first, on to the comedy news. Let's do it. Comedy news. Jimmy Fallon. This is a report now. This has been swirling all over the internet, as you put it, and it's true. It's it's been all over the place. But apparently, Fallon is going to be hosting the Tonight Show. After Leno maybe leaves, 
hopefully leaves. But the bigger news, too, is that it's going to be moving back to New York City, which is where The Tonight Show actually started back in 1952. What is the validity of this? Is this, I, I know that it's kind of, it was rumored at first, but now it's, it's serious enough that the, that the Times are reporting it? Yeah, I think, you know, it's growing. A few weeks ago, uh, The Hollywood Reporter, um, it was March 1st, actually, to be exact, when The Hollywood Reporter came out with their, um, their story about Jimmy Fallon taking over in 2014 when Jay Leno leaves. Uh, and they cited, you know, two high-level industry insiders. And so, you know, it, it was big news for, you know, a few days and then it kind of died. But the New York Times this week um, not only basically reported the same thing The Hollywood Reporter um, reported, you know, with their own independent sources, but they also said that uh, when it does happen in 2014, like you said, it's going back to New York, New York City. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it seems to be more and more valid as, as the weeks progress. The, um, the quote from the New York Times, Bill Carter wrote this story, and Bill Carter, you probably know, is the guy who wrote um, what, what the uh, Late Night Wars. Is that the name of the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, quote, while the network has yet to complete a deal, it has, it has made a commitment to Jimmy Fallon, the current host of its late night program, to have him succeed Jay Leno. NBC has quietly begun work on a new studio in its headquarters building at 30 Rockefeller Plaza as the home for the new Tonight Show. The studio is part of a general reconstruction of the building being undertaken by Comcast, which this week completed a full takeover of NBC Universal. So, uh laugh spinners uh it it seems it seems like this is i i i think this is true wow wow that's that's some that's some big news for fallon fans for um for nbc and for uh yeah for for the tonight show i mean that's just crazy that's just that's two two big announcements there in one really uh fallon taking over and moving into new york city which pretty much means that other than kimmel all the talk shows. Oh no, I'm sorry, Conan. Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson too. Shit. Other than other than Kimmel, Kimmel, Ferguson, and Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, it was it was Kil- Kilborn it, too. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So wow. So New York takes, but uh, but in, in the meantime, though, New York takes a little bit hold on at least the two big ones in yeah, the Tonight well, Show and Letterman. Wow. Okay, uh, Christina Applegate and talks to star in the new vacation movie that Ed Helms is heading up. Applegate, who's in Anchorman 2, uh, has been in talks to be in the new spin of the uh, vacation series where Ed Helms plays Rusty, I guess. A grown-up Rusty. Yeah, he's playing... Ed Helms is playing a a grown-up Rusty Griswold who decides... You're never going to guess the plot of this movie. um, Let me think. Wait, let's see. He decides to do better than his dad, so he takes his family on vacation. Indeed. Oh, Indeed. So, who, so who is Christina Applegate going to be playing? Christina Applegate is going to be playing uh, Rusty's wife. Okay, okay. And I don't think Chevy Chase is uh, involved in this at all. So um, I, I don't know. So. Ed Helms, Chris, I, I love both of them. I love Christina Applegate. I think she's great. And Ed Helms is, is excellent as well. So I don't know. I, it's... I, I think it's got some promise. It does. the The only thing, though, is is like I could see them trying to make it like, like wacky Anchorman funny. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Where it's like it shouldn't it should be they should they should try to write it. I mean, it's just it's such a shitty way to say it, but it's like I feel like such a fucking old asshole. But the uh, they just don't make those movies like those like those vacation movies anymore. Like the yeah. way that those, the way that movie was presented and written and it was like corny, but just enough corny. You know, I don't know. No, I, don't, no I, I understand. You don't want you don't want this uh, reboot to be too slick, too yeah, too snarky or right. I, I get it. I get it. Right, like we're better than the '80s. We can do funnier things. Do you? Do you, you know what I was just thinking? Right. This, this is kind of going off topic here a little bit, but it, it kind of fills in nicely with this. A lot of like a lot of people always talk about like you know, older comedies are better. Like those '80s, late '70s, early '80s. comedies are better um than the comedies of today i know a lot of people can make that argument yeah and i don't know if you agree or disagree but do you think that one of the main differences between the two is maybe the audience's attention span so they have to cram so many jokes in in a specific amount of time i think the the comedy version of negative space between jokes was greater back in the 80s than it was today so many one-liners and jokes and things that there really is not a movie yeah it just seems like a one big catchphrase yeah i mean i you know i think um some movies certainly suffer from that very you know heavy-handed writing that's too precious that is whoever i don't know who who the 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 comedy equivalent to, to an aaron sorkin would be but uh, you right. know, the type of writers that just try to put, um, you know, it's like they're putting on like a joke clinic instead of <laughs> right. trying to to develop a story. And yeah, I mean, sure, I think I think I think there's a lot to be said, uh, you know, about that point. I think there's the other thing is is that um, there are more uh, subgenres. If you're into, you know, um, you know, classifications, there's there's more subgenres of comedy now. Yeah, where it's like there's you know observational and there's mainstream and there's you know alternative comedy and you know there's cringe comedy and you know there's all these you know people have uh, segmented comedy. Um, well, we've really it, segmented we've really segmented movies in general mm-hmm. because like it's it always seems like there's that segment of these are the blockbuster mainstream movies that everybody has to go see but right. then yet when it's award time comes out all of a sudden all of those movies go by the wayside and then there's these artsy critically acclaimed movies that right. probably don't end up in most theaters yeah and like yeah. i don't i don't know if it was the same was it the same way back then like you know what I don't I don't even well, remember. I, I I don't know. There were there were certainly. Uh, I mean, I'm no uh, movie historian, but there, I would bet the gallon of ice cream in my freezer. <laughs> there was way less output. There was way less movies. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Totally. Coming out. So. Yeah. No. I. I mean. I. I think. You know. Like you said. I. I, I think. I think that that's probably true. A lot of comedy. Uh, a lot of comedies, you know, suffer from uh, not enough plot and, and and too many jokes. But I think, you know, I I think a movie like 
Well, no, you're probably right. A movie like, you know, this this rebooted Vacation, you know, has a chance uh, from, you know, suffering from something like that. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully not. I mean, hopefully, you know, they'll... They'll respect the audience that is in, that has enjoyed the films thus far, and will, uh, you know, will, <laughs> for lack of a better term, take it seriously. Right. Okay. Moving on. Cedric the Entertainer, named new host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, finally answered the question: That show's still fucking on. <laughs> it is still on. And you want to know something? I, I could, I could. Uh, my brother actually passed the audition process. Serious. So wait. So did they do it like multi-step? Or is it yeah, just one step? Basically what happens is they have like a day or two where everybody goes in and uh, you have to take you have to take these tests. And there's like hundred there's like a few hundred people there. And my brother said they picked two people out of his group and he was one of them. But the problem is is now he's got to he's gotta redo everything because it's a new season and they don't just they don't just keep the people that pass the test. You have to redo the test. And what? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> horseshit. So basically, you take the test, and if you pass, then you can get a phone call, and they can say like, "Okay, you know, your number's up. Let's, you know, let's do this." Wow. So, um, did I don't you have know. to do any kind of like like camera interview? I don't know what they. I know they interviewed him. Like they did like a personal interview, and then they they did like did, a written test, and then did, I don't know if they asked him questions like in the style of the show. But did they tape him though? I don't know. I don't think so. No, really. I, I okay, think he would have told me that because I I know from from past experience that they actually do film like potential contestants. Oh, and I then, see. And then you know. And then that's like part of their, they actually, you're actually auditioning to be a contestant basically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told him that when he went in. Yeah. Um, Which is hysterical to me because it's like, you can't be, you you can't be on TV if you're a regular person. (laughs) Right. You, you have to meet a certain criteria or you can't be, you know, regular person winning prizes. It's funny. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll, he'll go out again, but yes, uh, Cedric the Entertainer uh, is going to be. They're going to start shooting in September, um, and that's that's really it. That's I mean, what else do we have to say? Cedric the Entertainer. He's he's on that TV Land show, uh, Soul Man, which is doing uh, pretty well, and he's got his own line of hats. This is true. <laughs> he's got his own line of hats, like fancy hats. Fancy and, hats. Um, and now he's got he's he's doing this. So congrats to Cedric. Yes. And congrats to your hats. <laughs> I see a t-shirt coming on. Congrats <laughs> to your hats. <laughs> Sarah Silverman is likely to play a prostitute in Seth MacFarlane's new movie, A Million Ways. Okay, great. In- indeed. Have What's you heard- he doing being a hua? A hua. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't even... Uh, I mean, I know I, uh, I shouldn't admit this, but I, I don't think I even... I haven't been keeping up with the the production of this movie, so it's yeah, it's a it's a his second live action comedy. Uh, his first Ted obviously did very well. Right. Gr- is grossed five hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide. I didn't see it. I had absolutely wow. no desire to see it. I saw it. We actually rented it. We was rented it, it on. Was it any good? I did laugh at at several parts. I did the fact that he's allowed to get away with the lewdness yeah. of things in movies that he really can't do. 
he tries to push the envelope in, in, in Family Guy, but this was uh, <clears throat> definitely, you know, he definitely was stepped over to that bounds, and uh, it was it was it was pretty funny. And the whole the whole Flash Gordon thing actually really made me laugh. <laughs> it's the the affinity with Flash Gordon really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Well, this this is uh, decidedly different. It's a western, and it centers around McFarlane's character. Uh, he's actually going to be in this one. Uh, I mean, I know he voiced Ted, but he's going to be on on screen this time. He plays a sheep farmer who slinks out of a gunfight, and to his chagrin, his girlfriend, played by Amanda Seyfried, uh, leaves him for another dude. But then a stranger comes into town, Charlize Theron. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? And she helps our antagonist uh, grow a pair of balls. Uh, <laughs> but wait, and this is this is actually interesting. Uh, the lady's uh, Shirley's husband is played by Liam Neeson, uh, who arrives looking to kick uh, Seth MacFarlane's ass. So it'll be interesting to see Liam Neeson after his uh, turn in um, Life's Too Short mm-hmm, with, uh, <laughs> with Ricky Gervais on HBO. Right. So um, yeah. So Sarah Silverman uh, is in talks to play uh, the town's well-known prostitute, quote, who engages in all sorts of lewd activities, but refuses to have sex with her fiance, believing that as Christians, the couple should wait until marriage before lying down together. Funny. Yes. Very cool. Wow. All right. That's a that's a star-studded film coming your way. It sure is, Michael. It sure is. We have a song to play for you guys. Yeah, this this has been blowing up on laughspin.com. As it should, sir. Have you you listened to it? It's good. Yeah. Right? It's cool. Pretty, it's pretty fucking funny. It's it's funny, it's it's accurate, and um I have to well, let me, well okay. Allie Gertz is her name. Yep, that's it. And she's like a musical comedian. Yeah, she. I've been following her since like 2011. Uh, she's been. She basically writes songs about like all the the nerdy shit she likes. Yeah, uh, most of which revolves around comedy, and they're usually not incredibly funny songs. They're they're very earnest. It's just yeah. that she's writing about like she's got a song about Arrested Development, and you know. So so this is uh, you know an an example of that. And yeah, and. Uh... All right, well, let, let, let's play the song for you. This is, uh, this is a song titled Everything's Coming Up Millhouse. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Megan. And this is Everything's Coming Up Millhouse.
um, I have a very serious question to ask you right now. Sure. How old is this girl? Um, she's either she's either twenty two or twenty three. Oh, okay, thank God. Why? She's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's an attractive girl. I'd throw her a high hard one for sure. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Yes. So. Some- some of our commenters uh, have expressed that similar sentiment. Yay. So enjoy, folks. If you, if you want to see what I'm talking about, please go to Laspin. Check it out. Or, you know, you could be a perv elsewhere. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, by, by the way, yeah. I love how you have your St. Patrick's Day shirt on like 100 days after St. Patrick's Day. Hells yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Funny or Die is to release a Steve Jobs spoof biopic titled yes. I, I Steve. Damn I, right. I Steve. Is it is it out yet? No, it's not out yet. April 15th. April 15th, I Steve is hitting funnierdie.com. It's starring Justin Long, which is hilarious yeah. because he played Mac in those commercials with John Hodgman. Aha. So, uh, yeah, Justin Long is going to play Steve Jobs and James Urbaniak is going to play Bill Gates, uh, Jorge Garcia, uh, and Michaela Watkins are also in it. Michaela is playing Melinda Gates, and uh, Jorge is playing Steve Wozniak. Uh, the writer um, of the film, Ryan Perez, talked to New York, the New York Times, and he said, quote, in true internet fashion, it's not based on very thorough research. Essentially a cursory look at the Steve Jobs Wikipedia page. <laughs> so very cool. um, this should this should be really fun. It's going to be 75 minutes long. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's an actual thing. I thought it was just like they're getting to the point now where they're throwing out press releases for their two-minute videos. No. No Surrey okay. Bob. This wow, is a, a feature-length movie. Well, congratulations, guys. Here you go. First foray there into the uh, the world of uh, uh, full-length features. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Very cool. All right. <clears throat> Can't go a week without saying something like this. <laughs> Apparently. Jesus. Hey, Mike, this is, you know, death is part of life, unfortunately. All right, mom. Michael. <laughs> is that what your mom sounds like? Frighteningly perfect. <laughs> um, so comedian Scott Kennedy. So what happened? You know, uh, as of this recording, um, his family has not really said uh, from what um he died it was i mean it was sudden it was totally unexpected and it was in his sleep and uh he wasn't an, an old guy i, I you know i, I want to say he was like mid 40s maybe mm. or maybe maybe late 40s he was you know he was a big guy so i don't know if it had anything to do with uh his his weight he wasn't you know he wasn't gabriel iglesias fat or you know Anything right. like anything like that but um yes it was uh very sad and uh scott kennedy actually um very well loved in in the in the comedy world um mostly known i mean he was a you know a head he was a headlining uh comedian uh, across the country but he more than most comedians um that do uso tours he spent so much time over in Iraq and Afghanistan doing uh, USO tours. He did 50. He went over there uh, to the Middle East 50 times. 
Wow. Uh, or more than 50 times. So he had, um, you know, become a beloved figure uh, to the to the U.S. troops uh, over in the Middle East because he was constantly over there, um, you know, doing stand-up for the troops. If you're interested in learning more about Scott Kennedy, do go to laughsman.com. There is, um, there's like this 10-minute video um, tribute to him that we we didn't we didn't make it was on somebody uploaded it to youtube and it's it's really well done um but it's on uh laughsman.com that's it that a bit horrible news sorry but uh definitely definitely newsworthy you can find out more if you're a fan and you would like to send some 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 well wishes to his family you can find out more about that on the uh laughsman page as well along with the tribute okay amy poehler produced Broad City coming to Comedy Central. What is this? Amy po- Anytime Amy Poehler gets involved in anything, I'm, I'm, I'm on board 100%. So what is it? Yeah, this, this looks good. Uh, this is based off uh, a web series uh, also called Broad City uh, that uh, comedians Abby Jacobson and Ilana Glazer star in. They play two friends in New York City navigating their way through the minutia that is life making the smallest and mundane events strange and funny. It's a buddy comedy uh, with these two, with these two ladies and um, polar polar's producing it. And I'm sure she's going to pop up in it because she's been in the, in the web series version of this. Kristen Schaal has been in, in the series. Hannibal Burris has made it an appearance in the web series. So yeah, they're going to debut 10 episodes uh, starting in 2014. Sweet. All right, so we can uh, we can wrap things up here, but before we do, we wanted to give you a little sneak preview at a uh, interview that will be coming your way a little bit later um, on from the Last Ben podcast, and it is a interview that Dylan got to do with Lewis Black out at Laugh Fest. Uh, this is going to be the first of many interviews that will be coming your way because he got how many? Did you get five. I got yeah. There was five different sit downs I got, and uh, each each one of them very very unique and very fun. This I just wanted to preface. Go ahead. Um, this uh, this excerpt we're going to listen to is uh, we were talking about politics naturally with Lewis Black, and I basically asked him if he's surprised about the way um, this current you know the gun control issue has gone. Um, namely, you know, was he, is he surprised that uh, Diane Feinstein's, you know, um, amendment to, uh, you know, the the current gun laws, um, you know, that we should ban military assault rifles and or uh, high capacity magazine clips, that has kind of that that's more than likely not going to happen. Uh, so my question to him was, are you surprised that uh, in light of uh, the new town and, and everything else, are you surprised that this is the way uh, things are going? And then here you go. It's extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, look, you, am I surprised we go, uh, you go Virginia Tech. That was the end of my surprise when you go, OK, um, so we're not going to do anything. Nothing. And then you go to uh, you, you go um, to uh, Columbine. Nothing. Um, I can't remember which one, but I think it was Virginia Tech, Columbine, then uh, the the uh, uh, the movie theater, and then Newtown, and uh, you know you kind of go and, and and you know I thought well you know what's what's next is somebody goes into a um, uh, 
into a, a you know a place where the you know they goes into a hospital to where newborn babies are and shoots newborn babies. Right. And, you know, at what point? And maybe that's going to wake people and, up. Yeah, but then they'd say, you know, arm. You know, the doctors should be armed. I mean, it's and what's interesting is is the, about the argument in the end is is you never hear. All they say is, you know, if, if you know, uh, you know, you never I, give me specific instances in terms of this kind of thing. You know, don't I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to listen to you, but you never give me an instant. You know, if you had a gun, then this is would be prevented. Well, show me what instances. Right. In, in New York City, uh, there was a shooter on the streets in, in, in 34th Street. You know, uh, uh, near near the Empire State Building, he started shooting. The cops come out, they shoot. The the bystanders get shot, and they get shot by the cops because the bullets are bouncing off things. It's like ludicrous that if somebody and people had, there were people in the uh, you know you know that's the, that uh, had the uh, had guns in certain situations, and you know they you know what do you think that look you get an obsessive compulsive nut job. Uh, and put a gun in their hands. Do you, you know, you, you, they might figure out that which end of the uh, the lobby they're at. These people are sitting around. You know, they act as if well, if he's crazy, it's not. Well, you know, if he's crazy, then he's really crazy. He's crazier than you are. So he's keeping an eye out. Right. I was like the guy this morning. So they shoot in, in in upstate New York. A guy wanders in today and starts firing on people. That's right. I was just I was just reading. And what's that. the big and what's the big industry in that area? The guy the Remington. And guns. I mean, so, you know, we we live, you know, everything we do is kind of there's, you know, for for everything that's, uh, oh, this is great. It's, you know, there's uh, it's really great. We got all these freedoms. And it's also, you know, at times really not the best thing. It's not the healthiest thing. Wow. OK, so you guys you guys definitely got into it then, huh? We got into it, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very cool. As and and you know, Lewis Black, much like most of your uh, other interviews, Lewis Black never afraid to just kind of bear it, let it all hang out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was really fun. The time I mean, we sat down uh, for an hour talking, and uh, yeah. he actually talked about his personal life a little bit, which I I rarely hear him him talk about. You know, the fact that he decided you know not to get married and and uh, you know just how he deals with with dating and uh stuff like that so uh yeah 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 i was really fortunate it was it was pretty awesome to sit there with uh for an hour like i said and, and just talk to him very very cool man that is that is awesome I, I especially love when you're able to get especially out of comedians you know something something a little bit more real but a little bit you know you kind of let them turn themselves off they don't have to be on all the time you know right i like that i like i like hearing a little bit more so very cool. Look forward to uh, seeing that one hit hit the uh, hit the old airwaves there, so everybody can take a listen to the Lewis Black interview. Uh, look for that soon coming to you from the Last Moon Podcast. All right, let's get out of here. Let's do it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I, I always appreciate it. Uh, do check out allthingscomedy.com, uh, which is uh, our podcast network. We are uh, lucky to be on. Uh, that network with a whole shitload of, of great podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, Tom Papa, Ari Shafir, Eddie Pepitone, Tom Rhodes. The list goes on and on. It's it's just really great. Allthingscomedy.com. Do check that out. And uh, do leave. Go to iTunes and um, 
leave leave a comment or leave a review for the Last Spin podcast on iTunes. Uh, make sure you're following Last Spin on Twitter at LastSpin.com and also on Facebook. Yeah, dude. Also, you can leave your comments right there as we're talking about this podcast on SoundCloud too. We we are just all over the place. If you know where you're going to be listening to podcasts and you're like, hmm. Here's a place where podcasts are. Let me see if I can find one. Yeah, guess what? Last Spin Podcast is there, dude. I don't even want. I don't even want to talk to you if you don't you don't find us. That's how it is. Uh, also, too, I'm on another podcast called Masters of None. Mastersofnone.com. I appreciate it if you would venture on over there as well, because we are right there with the Last Spin Podcast in every venue you probably think of when it comes to podcast. How many times can I say podcast in a sentence? I can just stop. Podcast, 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 podcast. I guess that's not really a sentence. <laughs> no, it's gotta have a. Uh... Oh fuck it. Yeah, yeah, stop saying podcast. Just stop <laughs> it. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Laugh spin. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but we'll see it. Bye. Laugh spin shit cast. <laughs> How about Bye. that? Yeah.